Well, all right, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Hempication. I was just recording. I just lost some audio. Today is just just a day. Um, I was trying to explain, and I'll um, maybe keep it a little shorter or just talk a little faster, but, um, you know, this morning, I didn't make it up snowboarding, it's Saturday of this, um, season ending at Mountain High, you know, it's just frustrating, it's a frustrating experience, um, I've got this back injury, the pain level isn't like a 10, it's not a 10, but I can tell that since Thursday night when it started hurting, I can tell that if I go up, the next time I go up, it's going to get aggravated again. I can tell. Um, So for that reason, I avoided going up Friday saying I'm going to go up Saturday, which is today. And then I woke up this morning and I was kind of like, all right, I can go. And then I was like, you know... It's going to get aggravated again. I can tell. And I was thinking it through and I was like, you know, um, it, it's, if it's going to get aggravated, I would rather have it aggravated Sunday, which is my last day here, um, have it aggravated on Sunday and just wait it out till Monday till I check out and then get get over to LA to LA um so I mean it's slowing me down and maybe that's fine because it's like I'm in a mild amount of pain but I feel like I'm in a mild amount because I've been taking it way easy but there's not no pain and so it's like and I'm just sitting like even if I'm just sitting here there's a mild amount of pain. I mean, I've skipped my workouts that I wanted to do because I'm like, I might just aggravate this thing again. It's just so frustrating. You know, I was trying to record saying that it's so frustrating because, you know, I'm finally out of space in my mind where I'm like pretty mentally there, even though Thursday, my anxiety was like pretty high. And part of me is like, okay, am I avoiding this because I'm having anxiety about it? That's one thing. Another part of me is thinking, am I, um, am I, um, doing the right thing? Like, is this like kind of the right method to, you know, act with myself and the right method to um, implement with, you know, physical injuries and just kind of the mental mindset and motivation and frustrating, frustration and like the mood fluctuation type things. Like what, like where am I with this? It's kind of hard for me to really tell because there's a little bit of all the other stuff, you know, there's a slight amount of anxiety. I get a little bit anxiety going up. Um, the lifts, something about the lifts, the chair lifts, the height with the chair lifts, and then 
getting off the lift, you know, it can be a little embarrassing when you fall off the lift, in all honesty. Um, but that part, and then I do like it when there's a little bit of people, not a lot of people. But then again, when there's just a little bit of people, it feels like, oh, there's kind of maybe potentially more eyes on you, even though I don't really think there are. But again, you know, it's like I'm black, I'm female. I don't see anybody who looks like me whenever I go up there. Like it and it and nobody treats me bad or wrong. Nobody has ever been disrespectful or polite, impolite or um rude. I mean, uh, you know, like a while back like years ago, probably over a decade ago, I had somebody like ram into me. And I can't remember if it was at this resort or at Bear. And then the last time I went up on Thursday, there was some, a skier that like was going between me and the, um, like, you know, there's a slope when you come down the, um, a little bitty slope when you first get off the lift, it just gets you off the lift. And then if you go exactly opposite that direction, you start going down the, down the slope. And so once I strapped in and I was going down the, down the slope, um, I was, there's still like a, a big mound, you know, on my right side, because that's still part of where people are coming down the lift, but they're coming down the middle part, but there's still that slope that goes up to where people would have been going straight down. And so I was coming down and then the skier that was like a newbie, and this was on like a bunny the skier that was like a newbie was coming down on my right like between the the mound and what little bit of space there was you know and I was like carving towards that mound um I was carving towards it like like on my heel like to my right so I was going like to the right towards her and she was behind me coming straight down and so she starts like yelling like look out look out look out look out you know like that and I'm just kind of like well you see me going that direction so why are you gonna go straight towards me you know like in a way it's like I have the right of way like you know and it, like maybe she does because she's going straight but at the same time it's like you gotta look and see if somebody's in your path you can't just keep going into the the direction that they're going into like only one of us is going to fit towards it and my goal was to carve towards that mound and then not really hit the mound but come to come around like carve around um and then come back on my on my toe side potentially or just go like straight um but she was coming just like straight down from behind me and I'm like okay like I kind of and we weren't going that fast it's like this was like the very initial like like movement on my end um from getting off the lift um that was like my first movement was coming down so I was still like getting my footing getting my balance I wasn't like even really full in motion yet um or going fast enough that even if we would have collided it wouldn't have really hurt I don't think but um, she was a lot larger than I was, and we were pretty much going the same speed. I mean, I kept seeing her, um, and she was going, like, straight, but look, maybe, like, breaking all the way down, going straight, and I was going, like, I was kind of, like, trying to, like, carve a little bit, but in such slow motion, 
Um, so I saw her and there's another little kid in front of me that I kept seeing that I just let him go. Um, and I was just staying back, you know, cause I was like, well, I, I'll just stay behind these guys, but I could have gone faster, but it was just like, you know, that's the only time I really remember somebody yelling at me and it was a skier who was a brand new person. And I'm just like, whatever, like when she was like passing me, I was like, you're good, you're good, you're good. You know? Cause I was like, pretty much I was stopping um once I heard her like yelling I was like well I'm just not gonna really move but she thought I was like coming towards her and I'm just thinking like dude like you can't just come behind people you know like you gotta like read the situation too like if there's somebody in front of you who's going towards the right and then you're going within the same path going straight down towards what would have been their path to the right like, you can't get mad if you're behind somebody and you're running into their path. It's like, I'm already in motion. I'm already in front of you. You're behind me. You need to look out for what's in front of you. But that's just kind of how I see it. It's like, I know when you're driving, there's like the right of way of like, you know, whoever's going straight versus whoever's turning. Like, this person going straight has the right of way. And then I'm thinking like on the mountain, the person who's in front of you has the right of way because you're behind and you should be able to see them and maneuver around like I was going so slow and in one straight path um, and there's no way I could have turned that fast to get completely out of her way so um, I mean it's not even a big deal right it's like whatever like nothing really happened but it's just like it's kind of like almost when you're driving and somebody like honks the horn at you um out of their frustration, even though you're like, well, I wasn't really going to like do like nothing was going to happen, but like, you're just, you're just irritated. So you're honking. So I get a little annoyed with those kind of situations where it's like people out of their, you know, irritability or stress with a situation kind of get a little like agitated against you and like do something. Um, I find things like yelling or honking and that kind of thing to be like, you know, if you're not really alerting someone that there's actually some danger, then at that point, you're just like showing some form of aggression towards someone. So in a way, it's like, I'm a little annoyed about that. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, really, like, I'm really not even gonna trip. Like, it's not really the biggest of deals. But it's just like, just the fact that that happened during this time period, when I've got all this kind of like, I don't know why I'm like, I'm just kind of hard on myself about, about, you know, um, about, you know, snowboarding, about fitness, about, you know, I'm just kind of getting harder on myself about it. And especially cause it's like, I can compare myself different seasons. Like last season when we, by the time we went up to tiles, like, I mean, other than the altitude and I was like, unfortunately on like the beginning of a period. So that was like the worst, possible combination to like be on a trip that's like an active trip and stuff but I got down the mountain you know I feel like the fitness end was good but I wasn't really like focusing on my form or anything or technique but the fitness was like up to par with where I wanted it to be like um I wanted it to be where it was and then this time um, I don't know, maybe I'm just not on my fitness game or maybe I do have an injury. Um, cause I'm trying to think I did between last April 
because last year when I went up, I'm just now remembering, I think my tickets for Taos were April 1 and April 2, um, I think, because the lot, yeah, the end of the season was like April 1st, April 2nd or something like that, so we went up like the, this last weekend, kind of just like I am right now, so maybe that's kind of triggering, just kind of comparing that last year, you know, I, I did different workout routines last year too, um, so I'm thinking I'm going to go back to that for, um, my next couple of trips if I do bear and if I do, um, Mammoth or Utah or whatever, um, I feel, I feel like my next couple trips, um, are going to be, um, sorry, my next, my, my routine is going to change because right now I've been doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or something along those lines, like one, two to three times a week, pretty hard, um, at the gym, like, two, three days for at least an hour, but I try to stay like an hour 45, an hour and a half, two hours, but I'm not like working out like hard the whole time. It's like, I'm doing like multiple spurts between, but it's like, I'm noticing I'm getting in like full body workouts and stuff, but, um, and then like during the week, just like taking walks or like mini hikes and stuff. But I feel like last season, what I did was I would wake up before work and I would exercise, like, you know, just, like, body weight, you know, it would be, like, planks, sit-ups, push-ups, um, mostly, like, P90, like, the P90X type routines, um, and the insanity routines that weren't high impact, because, like, you know, I live with people, so I can't just be, like, jumping all over, and especially before 8 o'clock in the morning, um, because not everybody's even awake, and so, you know, I'm trying to, I was getting in, what seemed like it wasn't much, but it was like 20 to 40 minutes, but pretty much almost every day, um, small spurts of workouts. And that's just about all I did, um, before I went up last season. And so, um, and I didn't hardly even go up a lot last season. I went up maybe like two days before Taos, not two whole days before, but like Maybe twice I went up before Taos. I, I want to say I went up twice. Um, maybe four times max. In this season, I've gone up a lot more days, but I haven't spent a lot of time on the mountains consecutively like I thought I was going to do. And my workout routine is different. But then I feel like my maneuvering this season is more on point, but my balance is a little bit off. Like, I feel like not sure of my footing. Um, it's just weird. Like, it's a weird, it's weird. Um, and maybe it's all in my head too, you know, it's not like I, like I've never done this sport before. Like I've been doing this for like years, but the part about it is that, you know, um, it's not like I get to go up all that much. Like I go up a lot compared to some people, um, but also I use it as a way to just like get out of town and get to a different city and like go somewhere in nature and just like get out of, you know, the main part of the city where I live and have a change of scenery. So I don't know, like maybe I'm just being too hard on myself about about things that aren't really something I need to be hard on myself about. But I really can't tell, you know, because I'm not used to, you know, trying to... um 
like take care of my of myself in a way that's like okay just like relax more you know sleep in have a nap you know take take some refreshment days and like just you know relax like usually I'm like if I'm not pushing I'm not doing it you know and it's hard for me to gauge um when am I pushing too much that is actually hard for me to kind of tell because when I'm having a day like today or like yesterday I feel like I'm slacking I feel like I could do more I feel like I should push even though it's like I'm clearly injured and the way I know I'm injured is because this is the exact same injury that happened the last time I came up here um the last time um before uh where the heck did I go I mean, I went to Mountain High again, but I mean, I, it was like late January, maybe, maybe it was February, but I feel like it was late January, according to my, you know, the last time I came to this hotel and I was hurt multiple days. My back hurt multiple days. And that was the first time with snowboarding that my back felt that way. And my back hurt multiple days and I went up longer than I did this time and it still wasn't a whole long time but I went up longer and then when I came back yeah because I remember I went up night and I was only up there like an hour and a half maybe tops and so I went up came back you know um I had the footage um this was that was maybe my third time going up this season so I, I had the footage, I um, shared the uh, shared the video clip with the with some friends and stuff. Like I went I went to L.A. to Torrance um, and I was literally sitting on the couch for at least like two days after. So because um, I remember I went up one day after work. The next day I was working late, maybe like, you know, and I was supposed to go up that day and I couldn't. And I think I was still there Saturday and I couldn't go up Saturday because my back was still in so much pain. And then Sunday I was I left and went to L.A. because this was still on. Yeah, I was still on a weekend. It wasn't a weekday yet. So I went to L.A. It took like an hour 45 to get there. I get there. I think I stopped at the dispensary. And um, yeah, I you know, I got some cannabis products and everything and refilled stuff. And then I went, you know, to my family's house and I was sitting on the couch with a heating pad. Um, I was there for at least two days with a heating pad on my back. So I'm like this, that pain lasted like three, four days from last time from barely going up. And and it took me a while for it to register because I thought, it was related to my stress levels from that that shift on the second day when I was when I was working from the hotel um, remotely. I thought it was like from that. And so I'm kind of, you know, part of me is like, OK, you need to push. And then now when I'm looking back at that, I'm like, dude, you don't want to be like out of commission for like two, three days, especially if I'm trying to go up next weekend. You know, I really need to like get you know, more, um, in, in shape, like I'm, I'm going to need to have enough strength to like work out and stuff when I get back so I can condition more because those mountains are more intense and it's going to be more of an altitude. And so I need to kind of condition more. And so I can't be like sitting on the couch again till like Wednesday 
and then try to go up again on like Saturday or Sunday, you know, like I need to be like fully like able bodied. And so I'm kind of feeling like a little stressed that I don't really know. I mean, maybe I should just schedule the doctor for when I get back, honestly. Um, see a Cairo. I'm, I'm, this is just frustrating. I'm not used to having injuries and things. Um, and especially when it's like injuries like this. Um, this isn't normal for me. It's really frustrating. You know, it's, it's, it's not putting too much of a damper on my trip because I've got a lot of creative goals but now it's like I'm definitely forced to sit with my creative goals and sit and like emotionally process stuff and sit without like, you know, being able to like go do the other stuff. But I'm noticing my mind is still my mind is there. So that's a good thing um, compared to like last season, because last season it was just a matter of like, okay, get up and get out of bed, like get up and get on the mountains, get up and like get there you know that was more of the issue last season was just to like pull myself up by my bootstraps and this season it's like okay my head is in the game but my body is like freaking out and I don't know maybe I need to just switch back to the routine that worked last season for the rest of this season because I mean even though it felt like it was little like it was little workouts but it was more consistent and it was um, kind of like low, slow, low, slow, you know, but it was like building muscle. Um, and I haven't been focusing on core or hip flexors and things like that. And so maybe that's what I need, but I'm going to research it more, maybe schedule with a doctor because this is just being getting obnoxious for me. Um, but I wasn't even trying to talk about all this i mean i've already i already recorded some and lost some of the footage uh, some of the uh recording and so i've already been talking about this for like 30 minutes now at this point um so all right let me all right then all right all right all right all right all right let's get to the point um let me keep this timestamp so I'm about 22 minutes. So about 22 minutes in. Ugh. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to be a bummer. It's just, I don't know. I get easily a little bit down on myself, but that's partly, partly what I want to talk about today. Like, not, I'm, I'm trying not to make this, like, super negative and, like, just, like, grouchy, like, groaning and complaining about things that are, like, you know, clearly, you know, it's a blessing to be able to come up to the mountains. It's a, it's, you know, a blessing to be able to afford a hotel and to have health and to, you know, be able to do what I want to do. But, um, I'm just feeling some kind of way, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm having an emotional week. I don't understand this. It's weird for me because, I feel good too. It's not like I feel like totally bad, but I just I'm just having an emotional week. I don't know. Like it's not necessarily bad. It's just I'm kind of concerned like I don't know where it's coming from. Um and it's just weird for me. Um 
Anyways, I said I was gonna let that let that go for a sec. Um, so my routine today: woke up, had some coffee. Um, it was like the crap uh, hotel decaf coffee, and then I added a little bit of that Sprouts concentrate coffee, um, and some MCT oil. And this is after I had vaped, like, first thing, like, around 7.30. So I was having the coffee closer to 9. And I was going to listen to, you know, the daily study that I've been doing. And then it wasn't on. So I was, like, you know, I tuned into this uh, site. And I was, like, watching this kid's bar mitzvah. And, you know, it kind of got the gears turning. Because there's a lot I've been studying this past week or so week or two weeks um that's been kind of like helping in a weird way like it's helping because it's into a ritual of studying um positive things but you know it's been about like mostly about like who can divorce who kind of things like a lot of like tumultic laws about like um about you know divorce basically um So that is one topic and I so going in reverse um I was also studying, you know, about um skin diseases um and then from that um after watching the bar, bar mitzvah I went into studying about um the story uh, about it was kind of about humility and about the topic of slander and gossip um and then I was kind of dealing with some other things this this morning um related to like social you know stuff I don't want to call it stressors but just social changes that I'm trying to adapt to and um it was kind of more along the lines of like community and like I've mentioned like a lot of the stuff I was talking about about snowboarding and all that kind of stuff is more about like self-esteem and the self and um you know mostly I want to talk about you know community and self that's the major kind of overarching topic that I want to talk about today but also blended in with these topics of like humility and low self-esteem or high self-esteem, self-worth, um, self-care, um, you know, and then on the community topics, you know, kind of like, um, you know, slander, gossip, healthy relationships, trust, um, how to address like challenges in relationships and things like that. Um, so, I was studying um, about, you know, those topics. Uh, So a lot of this is just in general relationships, right? Relationships with oneself. Like, how do I feel about myself? How do I treat myself? Um, How does that translate into how I am in a community of people with friends, family, coworkers, classmates, just different types of groups, you know, if you have a fit family, you know, different groups of people that you interact with, um, how does it, how does it, you know, how can 
how can how we act um like how can we be aware of the reaction it's like the personal self and then the reactions that are like in a group or community even if it's like two three other people not necessarily having to be like a whole like hundreds and hundreds of people um so i hope that makes sense but like um overall you know i find that that you know this topic comes up a lot about gossip and slander um and also about having a humble approach um and then also about um how we are with ourselves and how we connect with ourselves and how we treat ourselves and how we talk to ourselves and how we nourish ourselves how we care for ourselves and um yeah i'm gonna give some like personal examples too but um i'm gonna also you know um talk about kind of some of the stuff I've studied and then some kind of just topics that are are relevant to this, you know, just things that kind of come up. So, um, I'm still going to be a little bit all over the place, but I'm reading from what I kind of wrote down as far as like bullet points. Um, so this topic of humility being humble um I find it to be um like it's pretty beneficial to be humble um the feeling I'm not saying that I'm humble I'm just saying the feeling of it is um, a less intense kind of energy with yourself. Um, so when you're humble, you're feeling positive, you know, towards yourself, um, towards others. But in a way, I think having a, a self-worth where you feel like maybe you don't need to kind of outwardly be aggressively defending yourself or even when people have low self-esteem but they're not necessarily like like bashing themselves you know um humility works towards the self to you know not feel like we have to work so hard to protect ourselves um against things and so that's something that I notice comes up um um when it comes to you know self-esteem like self-worth self-talk um if you want to know how how like to the depths of how you feel about yourself 
one way to one thing to focus on is how you talk to yourself internally in your mind so when when or if you notice that you're you know saying kind of negative phrases negative comments physically or mentally or emotionally just kind of like beating yourself up and just don't have anything good to say towards yourself then you know you probably don't feel that good about yourself on the inside on a regular basis because that's coming up so automatically um but there is a difference between like feeling that way you know a lot of times when people feel that way it can it can create another reaction where it's like i feel so down on myself that you know puts me in a vulnerable position and then i go out and i start interacting with people and the way that i interpret their interactions with me might be a little um a little like harsh um I can give an example. I have a friend who I think um just really struggles in 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 communities, you know, pretty isolated person, really great person, really great ideas, really, you know, I we vibe really well on a really deep level. But themes that I notice coming up constantly are like this person is always talking about like others being jealous, about others being, you know, hateful. And, you know, we've gone to like concerts together and they were saying um, about others being like, like about like hating when people like push other people into the mosh pit. And I'm just thinking like, that's just like people behind are just like pushing like in my head I was like because I was thinking about that today I was like in my head the people behind us were just pushing just because it's a huge crowd and just people just push because of that energy and they're just like pushing and so it's just like a ripple effect that like the people in the way back are pushing and then like people just keep stumbling a little bit um, into the people in front of them and those people stumble into the people in front of them I don't think that there's literally somebody behind this just like pushing you Uh, like I didn't say this but I'm just I was thinking about it today I was like you know that was my impression and when you go to these shows there's always that like pushing but I never took it as like somebody's pushing you intentionally to try to get you into the mosh pit I always feel like it was more like the energy and the intensity is just like of the of the music just moves the crowd and that movement creates this like ripple effect towards the mosh pit you know you know does that make sense it's kind of like there's people in the back that are like moving that are like rocking out that are like maybe they're pushing but they're not like intentionally pushing with the intention of pushing people so hard in front of them that it ripples into the person right in front of the mosh pit to push them in um now do people get pushed in yes but is it intentional like that I don't think that there's literally somebody standing behind that's just like pushing people like I want this person in the mosh pit and put that person in like I don't really feel like it's like that and you can kind of tell because it's like when you look behind you, you can tell that that person is like a little 
unstable off balance and they're kind of balancing into you and pushing and so it's like that's kind of like how how it can go it's like if 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 a if a person has like more of a negative uh mindset you know about maybe themselves then they're kind of interpreting the environment around them but then you can tell like if the person was like aggressive and they think okay somebody's pushing me into the mosh pit and they can't like manage their emotions they're going to react based on that right versus if there's a person who you know still maybe they might have a low self-esteem or, or feelings of low self-worth but they just don't experience it and they don't think somebody's intentionally pushing me they're just thinking like maybe they take it internally and they're like maybe like my legs just aren't strong enough so like I, I'm easily feeling like I'm like off balance and getting pushed you know so they might take that inward versus someone else taking it outward and it kind of goes you can it can go back and forth between be depending on the topic but it's like that's kind of what it looks like when you're like in a group or in a community it's kind of like you can interpret what's going on one way or another, even if it's the same experience that people are having. And then the way it's interpreted kind of creates another effect of like, how do you interact with what you're interpreting? You know, do I turn around and yell at people? Do I start pushing other people? Do I retreat internally and just be like, ah, this is annoying and I'm like anxious and stressed out? Do I go physically to the back of the crowd and say I'm not going to stand close to the mosh pit because I don't want to be right there? Because that's what I did. I was like, let me not be like on the front line of the mosh pit because I'm going to get pushed in because I was getting like nudged and nudged and nudged. And so I stepped back all the way towards like the, the front of the bar. I stepped all the way back. And so I was standing in the back and I was like, okay, like at least back here, nobody's pushing me because my back was on the, on the front of the bar. So I was like, I know nobody's behind me now. And so that kind of solved the problem. But, um, and I think too, when the mosh pit, when the people in the mosh pit kind of slam into the into the circle that's like surrounding them the circle of people surrounding them and when the front of the when the mosh pit slams into the front those people kind of push they kind of fall back a little bit and then that creates a ripple effect with people falling back a little bit and then those people once they get all that tension of the people leaning towards them they push forward and start pushing everybody forward to get the energy it's just a lot of energy flowing and it's like that's basically what it is 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 energy flowing and you can see it in the crowd the music creates a reaction in the people and it's just an energy and it is like ripple effects of energy is ripple effects of energy where it's almost like a like a I don't really know much about storms because I'm in Southern California we don't really get the kind of storms that a lot of the world gets but like as I understand, maybe like hurricanes or like tornadoes, they have like an eye, right? There's like the intensity in this. There's like a quietness in the middle where there's like not much, but then there's like the parts that are like in, there's like, there's like intensity levels of like the, the circle, the funnel. I don't know what you call it. There's like intensity levels. 
Um, and that's kind of how I see it almost is like there's an eye of the storm where it's a little calm. That would be like the very middle of the mosh pit. But then like the further and further you get out into the actual mosh pit, it's actually a lot of turmoil. But then there's still that ripple effect from the crowd on the outside that's technically not in the mosh pit, but they can become pulled into the mosh pit or you can be like way on the outside. And I don't know why I'm talking so much about mosh pits, but I mean, it's... It's kind of the easiest example I can give of like a lot of humans interacting where they're not even in, even intentionally like trying to like interact with one another like in, in a predictable way. Like, you know, if I'm standing at, with my back against the bar just because I don't want people to push me, I'm not like I'm not talking to anybody necessarily. I'm not trying to make friends. I'm not really even doing anything. It's just kind of like an energy of a crowd. Right in a way without um without it really being like connected directly socially too socially connected not with like words or anything like that it's more like the music that's moving um but so that's kind of an example of how people can how their own self-esteem can kind of like put them at a vulnerability level of interacting with others and themselves or it can put them in like a a place of strength and I feel like the place of strength really is you know a humble place like a person who's humble is strong in themselves they're not necessarily it's not necessarily like somebody tells you oh I think that hat looks good on you you're like nah like my hair is just messed up, like, I just, I look a mess, and, like, this is just the only hat I had, and, like, ah, like, you know, that, I feel like, isn't necessarily humble, I feel like that's, like, you know, it's a little bit different when some, it's one thing, like, when somebody takes a compliment, it doesn't mean you're not humble just because you take a compliment, and it doesn't mean that you're being humble just because you don't take the compliment, um, and then sometimes when people aren't taking the compliment, it can, it can be opposite. They're like verbally telling, you know, uh, like negative, let me point it when you compliment me, let me point out all the negative things about myself. Or when you compliment me, let me point out all the positive things and like build myself up and like brag and like, oh yeah, like I paid this, this is this brand of hat and I paid like this much money and it's like a super expensive hat and like, you know, or, like, I know I look good, or, like, whatever, but, like, you know, there's a certain way to, like, say things where it's, like, it's not necessarily humble, it's either, like, negative towards yourself, or bragging towards yourself, the humble, the humble, um, reaction is, like, you know, you can still take a compliment, and be humble, and just, if the energy that you're sensing isn't to react back um, in a in an aggressive way towards yourself, even if it's mildly re- aggressive, I think, and I don't know if aggressive is the right term because it sounds too strong, but like, you know, self self, um, like being mean towards yourself, verbally or just even in your mind, that's still a form of aggression. And then bragging is like almost like throwing something in somebody's face, like not physically, but just like it's building up. It, it's it, the intention of bragging is to like I make myself feel better by 
talking about all these socially, you know, really cool, important things that maybe like I have access to that others don't have and it makes me feel good or like I know that this is something special that I I get and it makes me feel special because it costs a lot or because it's popular or people might look at me and say like, oh, that's really like awesome and like it might make me feel like amazing but I don't think there's anything wrong with dressing nice or wearing nice name brands or you know trying to look look a certain way like to look good or look like what you feel like makes you feel good I think there is something to going into society like looking looking a certain way where you feel good about yourself I think it's good for your self-esteem to try to look a way that you like um, I, I, so, I mean, that's why it's kind of hard to talk about these topics. Cause it's like, it, it's hard to really, it's not, it's not, the purpose isn't to really like point fingers and be like, this person's humble. This person's bragging. This person's self-esteem is low. Like, it's not to point like that. It's more like to recognize for our own self and just to do it for ourselves. Like, if somebody wants to brag, let them brag, you know, like sometimes it's like, it's almost like, because when somebody's bragging, and you know that they're bragging, the natural reaction is to like, be like, ah, that person's like, full of it, like, even if you don't say it to anybody or to them, you kind of feel like, oh, they're full of it, I don't really want to like, talk about this topic anymore, um, cause they're like building themselves up. But sometimes I feel like when, when we see somebody building themselves up like that to like brag, it's like, well, maybe they need somebody to kind of like put more energy into them and just in a positive way and just be like, yeah, like you do look really good with that. And like, you know, that's awesome. Like, and talk to them more about it. And like, you know, maybe, that'll help them feel good and maybe that'll help their self-esteem kind of go higher um but naturally you know we don't want to do that naturally it's like oh this person's bragging like get out of my face you know (laughs) like naturally we we get like slightly like repulsed by it or like um offended or like jealous or you know some other kind of emotion that makes us react like to not really want to interact with them as much but um maybe we should interact with them more Because I think when people are, you know, bragging and stuff, they're kind of saying like, hey, like this makes me feel good to talk about this in this way. It makes me it's I'm making myself feel special. Um, You know, no one else is making me feel special. I'm making myself feel special. So that's kind of like um, maybe not what they're saying directly, but it's like indirectly what bragging does. Um. But, yeah, so, yeah, when it comes to someone trying to be humble, it's, like, that's a good, it's a good way to be, um, but it also does show strength, um, it shows that, you know, a person can be, you know, able to, um, take, take a compliment, or even if it's not even compliments, like, they might have nice qualities or nice things or a nice house or all this stuff that might look really amazing and just have a quality about them that's just like giving and sharing and like understanding and they're not like bragging they're not like too much in their ego 
um, you know, they're able to kind of like still connect with others um, in a way that makes them feel um, that positive energy. Um, and that's something that's really hard to to try to describe. Um, but it is a feeling. It's an energy feeling that you can tune into that you know when you're you know when you're there um I've had experiences of being like in pretty low um places like I was explaining like like last season it was more about like get my mindset get my head you know to a place where I can just freaking start you know um start actually like recording or start um going up to the mountains or get out of the hotel and go to the slopes or like get up to the gym or like I would have to force myself um to do things and that was my um that was kind of how I used to do it uh like last year and then you know I also had an experience I've talked about this multiple times where uh, this is a while back where I was like so not in the right headset and I was in a in a in a church in a church setting or like it was like a pastors conference setting and not all of us were pastors I was not I'm not and they kind of wanted to hear from everybody and I got thinking about that last night and I was just like man I was being such a jerk and I was just like venting all my frustrations and like taking it out on like other people like taking it out on like those pastors who were sitting there listening and in my mind last night I was thinking like you know the people who needed to be at those conferences and at those meetings you know are the people who don't go to church the people who not necessarily like they everybody needs to convert but I was just thinking like the people who left because the community didn't feel wholesome to them or because they weren't finding a benefit from it. Those are the people that the pastors needed to be talking with. Um, and so I was trying to like share some of that frustration that I kind of noticed um, seeing around me, but it just, I felt like I had to, I had to say it in a way that was like being a jerk um, just so people could like hear what I was saying. And in my mind, I was like, these people are probably going to remember this um, they're going to remember this probably even as much as I still remember it today because it, it, it got an emotion out of me and I'm pretty sure it got an emotion out of them. And towards the end, I almost kind of got what I wanted where one of the pastors, you know, we were talking about a topic where I was like, I was being serious and I was, you know, but after that, I mean, by that point, I'd already been so obnoxious about just being a little too direct about the thing, about all the topics and all the questions. And uh, I was like, how you, you know, it was about like love and it was like, love your neighbor and that kind of thing. And, I, you know, and then we were supposed to go into the group and talk about it. And I was like, I don't even, you know, I don't really even understand this, you know, cause like, how are we, how do we really do it? You know, like, like, do I really need to love everybody? Because I was, I was being honest. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to love everybody. Like, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was in my head. I was like, I don't want to, you know, if I think about it for real, I don't want, I don't want this. Because it's, it's probably one of the hardest things to do. One of the most, like, challenging, probably painful things to try to do is to love everybody. Because it's easier 
to avoid the people that we don't like or that we don't want to be with. I feel like if you have to love them, you're actually doing something effortful towards them that you're like interacting. Like I think love is an interacting thing. It's not like I can sit here by myself and love, which I can because I might not be hateful in my heart, but I feel like if I'm sitting here by myself loving someone, but then like, you know, I do think that people can feel that energy. I do believe that. But at the same time, it's not the same thing as me going to that person and doing something loving, you know. I feel that's more what it's talking about. And I don't want to do that. There's some people that I honestly don't want to do that. I, I'm like, I would rather just avoid them because they're like a thorn in my side and just not interact with them and not be around them because that's easier and that's peaceful and that's calmer and there's not a lot of pain attached to that and I feel like there's a lot of pain attached to um trying to love somebody um who's just not being easily lovable and when I was at that table I was not being a lovable person I was being a jerk I was being too direct I was not being humble I was I was being just like I was irritating people I could tell that there was like a, an old lady, she was like fully gray, probably like seven years old, and a couple younger guys. And one of the younger male pastors, you know, when I started commenting about like how, you know, I find, you know, because I was being honest at this point, I was actually kind of stopping being a jerk. And he was just like, well, maybe, maybe you don't understand it because you don't, because uh, your heart's not in the right place. or Like he kind of took a jab at me. And I was just thinking, that's that's what it is. That's what it is that, you know, that people in communities do, that people in church communities do, that people in other communities do. You know, they're, they get in their emotions about somebody else's emotions and they start reacting. Um, or they just bring their emotion into a setting and they start reacting negative against another person. And just that one comment, I was like, I won. With that one comment, I was like, I won, but I also lost. But I won, but I lost, but I won, you know. And then someone else, because it kind of shut me up because I was like, yeah, maybe. I was like, maybe, maybe I am, you know. And that's when I kind of stopped talking. And then this other guy chimes in and he was kind of like like you know it is really hard to do and he was being pretty honest about it and like I just found it like um I mean it was it was an interesting experience it's something that that stuck to me to this day I was like was I like possessed by some kind of spirit that was just like evil or like was I even supposed to be acting like that like I feel like I wasn't like fully in control of like how I was saying things, but I, you know, I used to be like that a lot too. I used to kind of rant and just like, not even as like, I am getting this all off my chest and I don't care how it affects other people. I wasn't thinking about anybody else. I was thinking about me. Um, but I was kind of thinking about also how I've been impacted by, um, experiences where people who I care for, people who I love, people who I like to be around, people who are family to me, have been ostracized and pushed aside and gossiped about and just made to feel small and like 
even one, even if it's one experience where they're, especially in a church or in any kind of like positive type of community, like community where it's supposed to be like positive. I feel like even if somebody makes one comment, that's already too much. Like people shouldn't be allowed to do that um, in, in something that's supposed to be a safe space. That's just my own opinion that there's not a lot of room for that kind of error. Um, without, especially without somebody addressing it and, 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 you know, if there's somebody in charge who's like, has like a, a, a a role where they're in charge, I feel like they need to nip that in the bud. They need to, you know, I've seen pastors go up and be like, look, what you guys are doing on Facebook, you know, there shouldn't be this kind of like you guys going after each other and like, like talking crap about each other, like on message boards and stuff like that. Like they, they've addressed it head on. And then I feel like there's other groups of people where it's like, they don't address it and they let it fly. And, you know, it creates like this toxic community. So, um, so when I was watching that bar mitzvah today, um, there was this, uh, that concept of the skin disease. Um, and then, um, so the whole, there's like a whole, like for people who don't know, like about Jewish laws, like at all, um, if, um, so basically there are laws for all sorts of stuff in this section, this portion for this week, that's, up until sundown tonight, um, Saturday night, it it becomes a, the next portion tomorrow, uh, tonight actually, when Sabbath ends, it becomes the next portion. Um, so Saturday sun Saturday sundown um, is the end of Sabbath, and then it starts a new portion. So this past week during the current portion was talking about skin diseases and the kid who was teaching today who was bar mitzvah today like so he was going from being a a child to being a man and he's um he was teaching about you know the relevance of you know skin diseases just briefly like how you know there was a process of quarantining and there was also the process of um you know, how, how now, you know, there's this whole process of if you get, you know, you know, the Rona, you have to quarantine. And he was talking about how, you know, people were welcomed back into the community willingly, uh, like, like grateful, like people were grateful and they weren't like ostracized when they came back. And then kind of like how he was saying, like, I hope that that's what happens with with when people get Corona, that they get openly welcomed back and they're not like ostracized because they had the disease. And um, then later on, um, the rabbi went on to talk about um, in in the book. So that was in Leviticus. And then in the book of Numbers, there was a story about how Miriam, the sister of Moses, uh, made a comment to um to uh Aaron and the comment that she made was considered in the words um of what it says interpreted as slander other people interpret it as gossip um and Miriam said like 
a comment something along the lines of you know like Moses like questioning like Moses marriage to this Cushite woman um so according to the commentary like she was beautiful in appearance beautiful in her personality and Cushite according to the commentary didn't mean um that she was um Ethiopian but it had another kind of meaning to it um but almost in like a maybe a derogatory way but I don't really understand that like it's kind of like they call her Kushite but her personality and her looks were actually like good but then she was called like this a term there's like a term that they're using and I don't understand the depths of that and I don't understand that at all and I don't even understand exactly what like what struck me was I already knew what the purpose of that um section was after that rabbi had explained it but what struck me was when I read it I was expecting to read something that was like like Miriam saying some like something that was like so overtly hateful because the because the because the rabbi was saying the process of what happened was Miriam made a comment that was considered slander or gossip toward Moses uh, or about Moses, something that would be considered gossip about Moses. And that resulted in in God in that part of the story um, inflicting her with the type of skin disease that is being talked about in this week's portion of Leviticus, this Tazara's kind of skin condition that they translate into leprosy but they don't really know is it really currently what we call leprosy or was it some other skin disease it was some kind of skin disease that affect the neurolog the neural it was like a neurological skin disease of some kind it was visibly apparent it was white in color and it had some kind of like neurological impact um and then it was like a neuropathy of something like it it affected your nerves and then the person had to be quarantined for an amount of time and so in this story Miriam makes a comment about Moses and Moses Cushite wife and then he God God says you know because you made this comment you're going to have, you know, she, she turned white or parts of her did. I don't know how much of her turned white. And then, um, you know, Moses, um, cause these are siblings. It's like Moses, Aaron and, and Miriam, they're siblings. Um, or is Aaron Moses son or brother? I can't remember, but Miriam's Moses brother, but I believe Miriam was talking to Aaron about about Moses Cushite wife um and it like when I read it I was just like you know the comment that she made was just so um casual like it seemed like casual in passing and I'm not saying like question you know if you believe in God and like question God's judgment or question if God's punishing people or question this or that I'm just saying like just the comment from the from the focus on the comment itself it wouldn't be uncommon to somebody saying like um like almost like a a slightly prejudiced comment like 
like, oh, like, that person's wife is, like, aren't they a little old? Or, like, isn't that person's husband a little, like, bad with money? Or aren't they a little bit obnoxious? Or, like, it's something that you would hear somebody kind of, like, say to another person that is, like, maybe everyone else is thinking it. But it's, yes, hurtful, but not, like, such a detriment. Like, it wouldn't be, like, such a detrimental um, comment, maybe even to overhear about yourself. Um, I mean, I would recommend reading it. It's it's near, like, uh, the book of Numbers in chapter 12, verse 10. It's It's interesting. Because then, like, God, like, afflicts her with this Tazarus, this this skin disease that requires quarantining. And in that process of, of because of, this, this is the explanation so that, that God gave her that disease. Because they're having a conversation, like, God's literally talking and saying, like, Moses is the most humble and I've trusted him of all these people. He's my most trusted one. And then because he was God's trusted one and because he was such a humble personality, personality, and that's why God afflicted Miriam with this disease. And then I believe it was Aaron on her behalf was talking to God after he's saying like why he's making her have this and was saying, you like, please like don't make her have like such an intensity of this disease similar to how they've seen, this is my understanding, like similar to how they've seen other people who have parents who get a disease that's so intense that they can no longer like care for their kids. And it's like impacting like on further generations leading to them being like, like in some kind of like um, downward spiraling state because now they have someone who can't like function and he was Aaron was like pleading with God like please don't make her have this um, at such an intense level like please like let her be able to at least heal from it and then God's like well it, even when like I don't I don't understand these comments but he was saying like I don't speak to well this isn't in, in exact order but like I don't really speak to Moses in riddles like he was saying I talk mouth to mouth with Moses and I tell him exactly you know in these direct words kind of saying like God's relationship with Moses is different from God's relationship with Aaron and Miriam and then because of how Miriam was reacting towards Moses um, she was going to have to suffer this uh, affliction and then Aaron spoke on her behalf to try to make sure that she wasn't going to be like permanently damaged by this and then God says you know doesn't someone who gets spit who get if the if the father spits in the face of his daughter doesn't she at least you know have to like endure that for like a week isn't like I guess like it's a ceremonial thing I don't I'm gonna have to look into all this because it's like a lot but um doesn't she have to like at least um take a week's period of time to be considered like no longer like in 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 a state of shame because of her father spitting in her face and so he was like okay well she she's gonna have to leave the community for seven days and then it just said something like she's 
she left for seven days, was quarantined for seven days. And then when she came back to the community, because they had waited for her before they left to go on this other, like, I don't know what you call it. Like, they left. They were, they were, they were nomads. So they were, like, leaving to, like, go to the next place. And so they had waited a, an extra week for her. Um, instead of leaving at that time, they waited for her. And so it's kind of showing like they welcomed her back in, they waited for her. She wasn't like ostracized, like left out of the community forever. And it was seven days. Um, and it was like this whole conversation between like God and Moses and Aaron and Miriam. And, um, but yeah, it's like they, they were saying that the way that Moses, at least in the commentary, the way that Moses showed his humility was that he was, um, uh, the way that he showed his humility was was by not being verbally aggressive back to her. Um, so she had said something about his wife and Moses didn't like react and be like, well, you're stupid or like, well, this or well, that. He kind of just like didn't really say anything because um, I mean, I guess he probably knew she was in the wrong. He was like, well, I'm not going to aggressively react. And so on Moses' behalf, because it probably hurt his feelings, and God reacted. And, um, but this is the explanation. I mean, like, yeah, but there's some things in there that, that were, um, that I kind of pulled out as things that are kind of, um, just pretty relevant, um, to common day living, just kind of the importance, um, of, being humble, like we were talking about, and the importance of, like, what would lead a person to maybe not be humble, what would lead a person to kind of gossip or slander another person, and a lot of times when we think about gossip and slander, we think about, like, somebody, like, revealing, like, their, like, their deepest secrets, like, somebody else's deepest secrets, or somebody, like, really, like, digging in a knife, you know, to stab in somebody's back or like somebody really doing something like so outrageously just like terrible, right? That's usually what we think about is like slander, gossip, it's somebody doing something outrageously terrible. And I think this is showing that it's like it, you know, if there's a difference between someone being humble and a person who is slandering and gossiping, those are two different, you know, types of people and a person who's slandering and gossiping is you know it doesn't necessarily mean that they're saying like the most hurtful thing on the planet they're saying something even if it is just something in passing this negative about another person and then they mentioned in the commentary too like Miriam was privately saying this to Aaron she wasn't like out in the middle of public like yo like look at Moses Cushai wife you know like she was like keeping this between the family, you know, just kind of, like, commenting, like, like, what's up with this, you know, like, um, and even though it was, like, a private comment, um, and it doesn't say that Aaron really commented back about, about her, um, explain, her question, and, um, there was some, um, I guess, um, conversation in the commentary about like if if um she was like well-meaning 
in a way like asking like because she was curious because she really didn't understand maybe like how come Moses was able to marry this Cushite woman um but I don't know in my mind I'm thinking like was it a prejudice um was it a was it a um judgment like what what was her uh, mindset coming into this was it because this woman was different from the rest of the community because it seems like you know just saying that she's Kushite means that she wasn't Jewish she wasn't one of the rest of the community and that kind of got me thinking um and I'm going to be brief on this part but that kind of got me thinking about relationships as far as like dating marriage stuff like that like um how many times do people you know get judgmental about somebody that somebody's dating like even i mean even if it's like in the lgbt community and then somebody in a church or somebody else in society just being like like whoa like i didn't know they're like they're gay or like you know or like pulling someone out of the closet or like you know just commenting about like their sexuality or something like that it's like that's a personal thing that you know i think that would likely even be on this level um you know of people just you know commenting about other people's personal life where it's like you know this is between this person and their spouse and I think there is something to be said about um, gossip or slander or negative comments, you know, whatever you want to call it, towards couples or be- towards any community or relationship type, you know, of situation. Because it's like when we say something like that, it kind of puts it could potentially put um, maybe like negative or, you know, questioning or a rift between this person and their spouse or this person and their partner, it can potentially make them, um, um, like it could potentially make the person, um, you know, waver a bit or cause tension in their relationship because they're stressed about it and I know you know like I I've experienced that before because it's like you know like I think a lot of people do like when they date somebody and they're like what are my friends gonna say like what's my family gonna say you know like about this person if it's like if they're a different race or if they're a different gender than what's expected or like if this person maybe has some kind of quirks and maybe they're not super popular or like really good with their words or maybe they're like it's just like questioning someone else's relationship questioning someone else's love questioning like a like relationships within a community or like someone else's personal relationships is kind of like this it's 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 maybe not appropriate even in passing um to just be like asking someone else about it and just being like why like you know in a judgmental way just like why why are they together like why why do they like each other why you know it's kind of like people already have a hard enough time as it is having positive community and safe community and safe spaces and like vulnerability in relationships and then if somebody's kind of putting out negative ideas about these different types of relationships and community and things like that then it it kind of makes it even harder um and it can cause a lot of like dissettled kind of ripples 
like almost like a, a mosh pit <laughs> like it kind of creates this like unsettling energy within a, within like the group um and it kind of creates this ripple effect of like oh like one person started mentioning about the kushite and now everybody feels like they can comment on it one person started mentioning about a lesbian couple or a trans couple or whatever and now everybody feels the need that they can comment on it or one person started mentioning about this negativity and now other people feel like they can comment on it and I kind of wonder about um something that I've been that I'm trying to find an answer to that I don't know that um I'm kind of wondering about because in my in my mind and like when people ask me about other people sometimes or when people ask me certain questions or say certain things sometimes I feel a little like there's something in me that's like I'm not too comfortable answering certain questions and so sometimes someone will say something and I'm like I feel like okay I want to comment but I feel like I shouldn't and then sometimes I you know I do have close friends that like will encourage me to be like no just say say what it is that's on your mind you know um and I've you know commented maybe about someone else's relationship or even if somebody's asking me about somebody that maybe I had a crush on or didn't like after a while and then people ask like oh why why not you know and I'll you know I wasn't comfortable and I was like I don't know if I should say it because I can tell it's kind of like I don't know if I should say it because it is kind of negative against them but then it is also my own personal experience so I do kind of wonder sometimes like am I supposed to talk to like a close trusted friend and I'm not necessarily gossiping it's more like I'm I'm venting and just kind of like sharing just kind of an experience that I have like for example there's a person that me and another friend of a friend kind of had this like crush on but I had hung out with that person more often and I'm gonna turn this heater off and the person um I was talking to another one or two friends maybe um we're at a gay bar we're hanging out we're doing our normal bar talk catch up you know and I I mentioned this person um uh that I was hanging out with that with this person that me and another person connected with that group kind of thought was cute and kind of liked and kind of had a little mild crush on this person and I kind of was like yeah I used to I used to kind of be into them but I'm kind of not anymore and then and I was like I, you know and they're like oh like why and then I was like I don't know if I should say you know like and they're like no no just say it and so like I kind of mentioned that you know I just found that it was a little annoying that like they were always kind of on social media and one of the last times before mm, the last times before I had hung out with this specific person. I'm sorry. The the one of the last times I hung out with that specific person in question, um, I had an experience with them that wasn't unlike multiple other experiences I had had. Um, but I kind of mentioned that like I didn't like how they like we were in the how me and this person and another friend 
we're in the middle of a conversation, we're at, you know, we're at a gay bar, we're chilling, we're hanging out, we're like talking, it was like at a lounge type place, and this person takes out their phone on to Instagram and puts like a live recording, you know, and like sits their phone down, um, now I didn't know that the phone, cause I went on Instagram later and I saw that the phone was only facing this person, but I thought the phone was facing all of us cause we're in the middle of like a conversation and I'm trying to like talk and like connect and like interact and have fun. We're just like having drinks or whatever and like just talk and everything. And I couldn't talk with them cause um, you know, they had their phone out just like sitting there like on a live Instagram. And I'm just like, why are we going live right now? Like, but I didn't know that it was like facing them. But then like, it, you know, I kind of mentioned that, like, I don't know how I'm like, I was like a, a little annoyed with that. But I was like, because I remember them kind of doing some other social media stuff some other times when we hung out and that also they were like, really running late like not like even like 20 30 minutes late it was like I think almost two three hours late and I was like that's just so it's just not my it's not like I just felt like okay like we're on like completely different wavelengths but then even like mentioning that to my friend who asked me I was like looking back on it and I think about I'm like is it okay to really say stuff like that because I don't really know because I'm like I'm talking about my experience and that did happen and you know it's not necessarily like bad um or wrong um for them to want to record their experiences or you know like um the fact that they're late to places like I'm not the only one who noticed this another friend mentioned it to me too that they're like really late all the time and then um I was kind of like what you know like um I don't know if it's okay to really say those things because does it create like a safe space when people hear you saying like that you have like negative opinions about somebody's personality or about somebody's you know um way of you know, doing things or some things that maybe they're like, maybe not too good at, you know, maybe they're not good at focusing in social settings, or maybe they're not that good at like, you know, being on time or like managing their schedule and stuff. And like, to be pointing that out in a group of people is kind of like, maybe that's not okay. Um, Maybe it's more like, okay, maybe I'll tell you later. And like, maybe I'll, you know, be a little more vague with it. Or, you know, because it isn't still talking about my experience if I'm saying this person did this it's kind of more like you know I think it's I this is just kind of how I'm understanding life it's okay for me to talk about my personal experiences from my perspective but is it really okay for me to talk about what somebody else is doing or saying um that led me to feel that way like to reveal that about them um uh, but I don't, it's just kind of like I, I'm kind of working on trying to figure out because I know naturally for myself I I do question it like I've questioned multiple times when like I've had a friend or somebody ask me about some other person I notice I don't naturally feel comfortable just like saying it and especially if it's somebody that somebody else already knows or that they might meet 
Um, you know, I am pretty cautious, but I don't really want people to think that I'm just like running around like talking crap because I don't feel like I do. But it is one of those things that like kind of catches you in the moment. And it's like, oh, shoot, like I need to really be like careful about that. And um, so another personal experience that has come up that I think people can relate to is this concept of community. So we've talked a lot about, you know, the individual self, self self-talk, self-worth, self-esteem. I mean, we didn't really talk about self-harm, but it's like in the, in the psychology community, self-harm is, um, you know, usually focused on the physical, but I do think, you know, just in general, um, self-harm can also be, you know, emotional, mentally, like, derogatory statements towards yourself, you know, just making yourself just feel just, like, awful, you know, uh, um, belittling yourself and just, like, digging into, like, those, like, negative parts of yourself, just amplifying them and making it seem like this is all I really am is this terrible person who makes mistakes and, like, because that's not accurate, like, nobody's like that, like, nobody's completely bad, but, um, it's, it's bad, but, um, so, okay, so something that's come up recently to me, for me, is, um, with community, so, um, there's a person, there's, I don't know how I want to talk about this. There's a situation that has come up recently where a friend of mine um, mentioned, you know, that, you know, we're, they invited me to meet up with them and their friends and told me, you know, that I could bring a friend um, if I wanted. And um, something about that was a little triggering for me. I was like, why do they want me to bring a friend? And like, you know, part of like, there's a lot this morning, there was a lot in my being that was just like, you're not going to go to this invite. You're going to avoid this invite. You're not going to go. Um, cause you know, part of me is almost like telling myself, this isn't, this isn't going to be safe. It's not safe for you. It's too soon. You need to avoid it. You need to go some other place and just avoid, you know, getting closer with this new group. Like, I've met a new group of people, basically. Um, I've met some new people, like maybe about four or five new people. And they're trying to connect. They're outwardly, like, trying to, like, make an effort to connect and create community. And then there's another part of me that's like, don't do it. Don't get involved in that community First of all, don't bring any of your community connecting into their community, even though a lot of the people I'm in community with have outwardly explicitly told me multiple times that they would like to meet some of these people that I've been speaking to. And I've been avoiding it because, you know, it's up to me to do the invite. Like if I don't tell them, then it's not going to happen. Um unless we just all happen to be out and about and just like run into each other, which is very unlikely, but I mean, it could happen. Um, cause where we hang out, it's a small city, but 
these people, you know, from the get-go were trying to create community, were trying to stay in contact, get contact info. And the other person that I kind of know, have known longer, is very connected with that group. And that's how I met any of them was through this person. And um, so this person um, um, was saying, like, you know, you can bring somebody. And I was just like, so like like it kind of stressed me out I was like I don't want to bring anybody I don't know if I'm really like ready to do all this to like get another group of people um in my life um like I just met this person not that long like it's been a while but like not not even a year yet I don't think and then there's other people that I met through them. And so I'm kind of struggling with, like, this push and pull that I have within myself, you know. And I know why. I know why. It's coming from a lot of places. <laughs> One place that it's coming from is having, like, negative kind of toxic experiences in communities. And then another place it's coming from is, you know, because we've been locked down with the Rona for, like, almost the past two years, I haven't had any experiences like this. But then I've been, uh, I've recorded some about it, not even probably half of what I, what I actually have been studying about with community and groups and, like, interacting and how to have, like, better relationships with people. I don't post all of it, but I've come to a lot of different understandings that are way stronger than they were before and learning how to implement those. And part of me is like, I don't think I'm ready to really start like implementing all this right now. And then there's another part of me is like, damn it, you're going to go, you're going to go to this freaking invite. And so I'm not going to back out because I know I need to go and I know I need to start doing it again because I was doing you know I this is kind of what I do this is my this is my um this is my element you know to to be a person that connects to other people um and to do well at it or to at least do well enough that people aren't like identifying me as like a problematic individual and you know multiple people have um brought to my attention that they notice different things about how I socialize um I was even thinking about it last night you know I was rocking out to like Mudvayne and I was just like kind of like not like in a fantasy it wasn't like a sexual fantasy or anything but it was like a, a like kind of daydreaming and I was just like you know I kind of think about when I used to hang out at like music shops and stuff and like how they kind of like play music live like sometimes there's drums there's you know guitars acoustic guitars electric guitars with amps like and I think one of the um guitar centers I used to go to I think they used to have a stage set up or something sometimes if not a lot of the time and I kind of was thinking like okay what if what if I walked into a place and there were people who looked like Mudvayne did in that video called Dig if there were people who looked like them like freaking like weird looking like with the with the little horns and the painted faces and the weird teeth and the strange eye makeup and the 
just weird looking people that look like they don't even look human and it's not even like a normal human makeup it's like a character from like another planet um or like slipknot like how they looked in that uh wait to bleed wait is wait to bleed or wait and bleed um wait to bleed uh music video and in my head I was like no I would just want to rock out if I knew the songs and I was thinking like what if I knew this from memory and went into a guitar center and there were people like that that were like yeah anyone who wants to pick up a guitar who knows these songs can play and I could just rock out with them and I would be so happy just rocking out with them and I wouldn't care really how they looked you know um or how they were like strange looking you know especially if we connected on that musical level um I would be more enticed to like want to like interact with them afterwards because like we had that connection and that common ground and I would want to like but I know other people would see them and look at it and be like, oh, that's satanic, that's demonic, that's evil, that's anger, that's, you know, it would they'd be identified with so much, like, weird negative stuff that they wouldn't even touch the music, they'd plug their ears, they'd walk out, they wouldn't even, like, want to listen to the lyrics, but, you know, there's something about that that entices me, like, I see somebody who's, like, different, and I can find a way to connect and just, like, you know, just, like, really try to like create a a connection with somebody and like um be able to kind of like you know um just vibe you know without really judging the way they look or anything it's like I I look for I I do try to look for that in people and like okay how can how can we connect though like yeah we're different like fuck that like like how can we connect you know like I I I that's kind of how I go into social settings is like all right, I know that this this these people are going to be different. They're they're going to be um uh, a a kind of different mindset. You know, they look different, their age is different, their experiences are different. They might look at me and think like, "Whoa, like look at you look at you." But I'm like, I think I have such I've had so many experiences in life where it's like once people get to know me even a little bit, I'm a little different than what they had expected. And I get that from so many people. So many people tell me like, you know, you're not what I thought. Like, I can't tell you how many times I went into interviews where people on paper, they just assume I'm a certain way. And then they meet me and I can tell that they did not think I would be who who was standing in front of them like even when I was in grad school the um in my master's program um in LA that my my chair told me like you know when I first talked to you over the phone and read your you know resume or whatever CV whatever it was you know they thought I would be Asian and you know somebody thought that over the phone that I sounded like British it's like all these things that people kind of think just because they read something on some paper or whatever they're like making this whole image of me that when they see me in person they're like what the heck like there's no way I would have predicted you look this way um or that you you know are just like a black woman you know like I'm into anime I like metal I snowboard I you know I like you know, going to the beach, there's so much stuff that I like that, you know, just, there aren't a lot of my people that are in um, those spaces, 
but also I think in a way it connects me to people because there's something relatable about me um that we can vibe on even if you know even if it's like a little thing like whiskey or whatever um but you know some things I notice about myself you know I I need time to warm up to people like when people come at me hard of like like connect like when I get that vibe to like connect damn it like like just connect with me now like when I want you to it makes me kind of like pull back a little bit and be like whoa like I know you're trying to be inviting but like I need like a little space on this like I don't like being people being too aggressive with me on that and then um I don't know I wrote this note about this this dream that I had about this person um it's just a relationship related dream that's kind of like you know something that's you know I started it got me thinking about relationships in general and like how a lot of times in society we think about like marriage or the stages that get towards marriage and like the dating stages and like are you able to really like connect with people on a level to where you're gonna get married and that is like the epitome of like what we need to strive for is like marriage and then I start thinking about it and I'm like you know you can still have a lot of valid connected relationships with people that you don't want to marry and still you know um you know be be valued and have value and um you know you're not less than if you're not married or if you're not dating or if you don't have a partner but society makes it seem like oh like we're not gonna like have any interest in your in your life if you're not if you're not dating you know um And um, so yeah, I'm gonna skip the details of that dream, and then, yeah, like so when we do talk about community, a lot of times you know there is that unhealthy style that a lot of us have witnessed and encountered and been involved with unfortunately and then there's like the healthy version that involves you know ability to be able to trust and you know but when there are challenges that come up like how do we address the challenges um how do we address you know like if I am a little um angry or you know prejudice or judgmental or irritated or whatever with somebody can I bring that up with somebody else in the community and is that okay and how do I bring it up like is that just something I'm supposed to just hold on to and just not express it or when I am expressing it is there like an appropriate way to kind of like talk about things that would be considered gossip or slander or toxic kind of like interactions is there a way to like remedy the situation or to kind of like talk about it with somebody that's not necessarily considered not okay um and that's kind of like some research I want to do more on um is how to address challenges in in community and in relationships 
in a way that isn't um, negative overall. Um, and just, yeah, just overall, just recapping that there's like self, there's community, they both interact off each other, you know, think of, think of the, of the mosh pit, you know, there's the individual kind of how you, how you see things from your perspective and why you see them that way. And then there's kind of these ripple effects. It's either the individual that's like creating the ripple or like the crowd, the group, the community itself creating an impact on the individual. And then, you know, the self part, which is like the self-talk, self-esteem, self-worth, that kind of thing. And then how it impacts community. Um, um, like how the internal impacts the external environment and vice versa, how the external environment impacts the internal environment. Um, and just how, you know, once we do have those environments in tune with each other, like how to, how to keep it healthy and trusting and how to address challenges when they come up. So it doesn't create like, um, these negative situations. Um, uh, cause then again, if the negative situations start occurring, then that does create low self-esteem in individuals in the group. And then it just creates this whole other cycle of effects where it's like, okay, now their self-esteem is low and they're going to react with the group in this other way. And then the group's going to push back and react in that way. And then they're going to experience it and react a certain way within themselves and toward the group. And if everyone's just reacting, you know, without thinking about it or without having any kind of like standards or rules or like, um, kind of like, um, you know, like that kind of humble mindset of like not really wanting to put in aggressive impact, you know, like that's kind of the point of strength is trying to get to the humble aspect to not really be aggressive towards other people. Because that's, that's the least friction, that's the least wave-creating um, interaction that you can have. Like, it's not going to create a negative wave that's just, like, negative negativity bouncing back and forth off of negativity. It creates more of, like, maybe a positive kind of, like, ripple effect or just, like, a, a calming effect versus, like, an agitated effect um, sometimes I don't even know if I'm even making any sense. Um, but I was going to stop recording at three and it's four now. So I'm really going to stop recording now, but, um, I don't know. I hope I wasn't too negative. I'm going to try and put those like kind of approximate timestamps in the video, in the, in the, in the show notes, um, and the recording notes so that you can tell, um, if you want to skip all my blabbering, um, but yeah, I hope, I hope this was a helpful and important recording, um, you guys can, I like to record the whole process, so you can kind of tell, kind of where my head is, um, some, some days, you know, you can tell, like, what I have to deal with, (laughs) you can tell what goes on in my mind, and what I get to deal with on a regular basis, so, um, yeah, I hope this was beneficial, and I I really re- enjoy recording on this kind of topic. Um, I like it. Um, so I'm hoping 
that it's beneficial food for thought and um I don't know what people think about me mentioning anything biblical or whatever commentary related or whatever because like I mention it because it's what I'm studying. It's not necessarily, I'm not trying to like say that everyone needs to believe it or everyone has to like think about it or even go back and read it or like whatever. Like, and a lot of times I'm pretty sure I'm getting it incorrect and uh, I'm not going in order and like I'm probably misinterpreting things or getting a little bit of things wrong here or there. But it's just kind of my on the fly understanding of things that I I just like to talk about it because it's what I... I actively study this kind of stuff, and it's not always biblical, but I know that biblical can be triggering for people. Like, I've mentioned it that in my life, sometimes I've heard or seen somebody say, like, oh, it's from the Bible. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to even, like, look at it or read it or, like, think about it or listen to it just because somebody mentioned Jesus or Bible or God or, like, something like that, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, I don't want to go there, but, like, I try to keep it in a way that's, like, you know, it doesn't matter what you really believe. These are just questions that I think overall, like regardless of your beliefs, we can all come to these topics, come sit at the table together and come to these topics and kind of see like, okay, how are we human beings doing? Are we, are we, you know, able to function together? Are we getting better at it? Is it getting worse? Um, I definitely notice a lot of different kinds of pain out there that weren't showing up before our current time period and definitely you know people acting on them and reacting certain ways that they weren't before and people needing more and more therapy and more and more help and in a way it's good that there's therapy there but then in another way it's like you can tell that the reason why it's there is because it's needed more often now um, cause people are struggling more. And so, um, I hope that these topics help for people to be able to kind of face their own struggles in a way that, you know, helps you benefit your life instead of like getting stuck in the negative spiral of thinking all the negativity. Cause you guys can tell I deal with that too. I'm just like, I, you know, I can spend the whole morning in my head frustrated with my own self and just be like, why and that's such a waste of time and energy. Like, why am I even going to, like, sit and think about things in this way, you know? Like, when I can just be spending a whole Saturday just, like, chilling, you know? Um, but, yeah, I hope, I really hope that this settles with people well. I've been wanting to record on this more often, and um, I'm kind of liking that I'm putting notes down. But I am kind of like, I think my rambling more in the beginning, it's gone from like five to 10 minutes to like 20 something minutes now. So I'm I'm sorry about that. But uh, I don't know. Um, I'm going to try to put an approximate timestamp of at least when you can pass all that if you if it's just too much. Um because I don't know, if I were tuning into a podcast and that was how it started, I'd be like, uh, dude, like, I want to listen to all, all that, but sometimes maybe, you know, but, um, all right, guys, um, I hope this was helpful and thanks for listening.